This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast. Music's greatest songs, greatest songs worth covering. Original classic hit makers. Oh, do you know what? It makes me happy. Let's talk about love songs. Let's talk about Take That, who are known for their beautiful love songs. It was a different era, as Ass said. As Ass said. <laughs> oh, most sorry. Wow. Why? Don't turn me off. I'm sorry. Wow. Slip off the tongue. Three years, you guys. Three years on this beautiful <laughs> program. And still. <laughs> I think Mikey, Mikey, it happens to you, right? Sometimes Aisha messes your name uh, up. What do you do? See, mm. yeah, she, she messes your name oh, every day. Yeah. Why did you, you guys do us wrong like didn't that? Mean on on, on V Day as well. Dropping the this H is on a your deliberate thing. Yeah. Okay. okay. So back gonna, to where we were. I'm gonna give you the mic. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Wowzers. 1990 is the year, and um, let me take you through the band first before we talk about the song. Um, they currently consist of Gary Barlow, Howard Donald, and Mark Owen, but they were a five-man lineup when they first started. They had Robbie Williams, obviously, and Jason Orange with them, and the group's lead singer is Gary Barlow, and he's the dominant songwriter as well. He he was the one with all the kind of uh, songwriting skills and actually if you go back to the beginning on how they were found how they were formed it was 1989 we're going back to Manchester Manchester's amazing Um, a very very creative part of the UK and there was a gentleman called Nigel Martin Smith who wanted to create a British male vocal singing group that was modeled on new kids on the block that's what he wanted to do okay so he gets wow. together yeah and he wants to create this teen oriented group that would appeal to more than one demographic but teen oriented so off he goes um, he's introduced to this young singer songwriter called Gary who had been performing in um, sort of night venues from the age of 15 and what he was impressed with was Gary Barlow's catalog of music he already had so just so you know this song was written by Gary B when he was 16 years old. Okay, this is one he just picked. 16? Yeah, he plucked wow. these from the archives. So he's so impressed with with Gary Barlow um, and the musical abilities that came with him, because I mean, he can play, the, you know, plays the piano, sings, does the whole nine yards. Um, he decided to audition other young guys with um, sort of dancing experience and singing experience, and they were to stand around Gary Barlow. So they modeled the whole thing around him. And that's when we get into Howard Donald and um, Robbie Williams and Mark Owen and the other, the other members of the band. So it's 1990. They performed, um, they did TV appearance, the first TV appearance they'd ever done. It was called The Hitman and Her. And this was in 1990. I don't even know the program. Um, and they did this kind of unreleased song, My Kind of Girl. It was one of Gary's. And then they did a couple of other songs. Didn't really do much. Nothing, nothing happened. And then suddenly, they had their breakthrough single. It was actually a cover. It only takes a minute. And it peaked at number one on the UK singles chart in 1992. And the success was followed by um, I Found Heaven. And then this one, A Million Love Songs. What was the song? Like, broke through? Uh, It only takes a minute. This is a song? No, 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 no. No, I mean, ah, okay. Because they had one specific song that kind of... There's um, Could It Be Magic, which is Barry Manilow's. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, which Could It Be Magic was massive. Yeah. Absolutely huge. And then they had uh, Prey. They did Relight My Fire with Lulu. Ah, now I Babe. know. Babe. Now, now I know my favorite one. Everything Changes But You? No. No? 
Uh, why can't I wake up with no. you? No. No. Uh, I don't know. Go. What? Which one? Uh, guess. Come on, guess. Give it a go. One more guess. Uh, have I not said it yet? That's interesting. No. Oh. Oh, hang on. Was it one of the newer ones? Could be. I don't know if it's a new one. Um, is it? Is it one of the? Go- uh, they sort of used gospel singers, and they did um, rule the world that they used for the Olympics. Could be. Oh no, this is back for good. We mentioned this one. This is back for good. But that's my favorite. No, this is great. Is, isn't this the one that? I think that it's time. See, she knows it. She knows yeah. it. Yeah. Um, ah, wow. That's. Yeah. So, and and do you know what? I think I might do take that week because when I was flicking through their facts, songs, facts. So should we just do take that all week now? We'll we start with this one. Executive decision <laughs> done. Right. Okay. I love that you jumped onto that so quickly. Amazing. So we'll do take that week because there are so many songs that we could play, and we can all just you know between six and six thirty get down to some big take that and party tunes. And that was one of the names of of their of their album you've got everything changes nobody else and superstardom you've got um my goodness relight my fire they did with lulu do you remember and her part is so so if you if you go onto a dance floor and the dj plays a relight my fire so that song was originally done by lulu i'm not humming it how does it sound like um it's lulu singing you know female vocalist um what's the song called Relight my fire. This is hilarious. See, every Baby, Brit in the world fire. Yeah, it knows exactly what it is. <laughs> she she originally did it like really back back in the day. Uh, okay. And then the boys covered it. And But what they did is they got her in to do a middle section. And she became the best of friends with them. And they toured. And everywhere they go to do Relight My Fire, Lulu crops up and does it. There you go. You must know this. He's looking at me, searching. There you go. Yeah, of course. Oh my God, <laughs> definitely every single yeah. one from the from England right now. Yeah. And the, bro, I know this song, man. I know this song. Yeah, <laughs> everyone knows it. Um, and obviously, their story is very, very famous. Uh, but when you when you do the stats on on everything, I mean, they have won so many things. They've won five Brit Awards. Um, they've been put into the Music Hall of Fame. Um, I'm just trying to find their stats because it's ridiculous. Uh, where is it? Right, back for good, never forget. Um, they've certified 14 million albums and 10.8 million singles in the UK. That's what they've done. They properly have lived it. Um, I was at a Brit Awards when they won one of their Brit Awards one year, um, but they've won it five times. Um, they've got a Greatest Hits album. And of course, then they got to the stage where the Olymp- it was the Olympics and then they did um, Rule the World while the, while the flame was lit. They had the whole thing in the middle where Robbie Williams left. Because when Robbie Williams joined Take That, he was 16 years old. 16, he's a baby. Yeah, and so obviously we know fame and youngsters doesn't actually go well, doesn't go hand in hand. So um, so Robbie joins the band. He quickly becomes really, really popular, Robbie. And it was clear that he had a great voice um, and he was very cute, and very gorgeous, and he was the baby. So he ended up leaving, but it caused chaos, absolute chaos. And there was a lot of problems within the band. So for a number of years, Robbie didn't actually speak to take that. There was a lot of disharmony yeah. there. Um, Robbie went off and had his uh, massive solo career and clearly a good songwriter as well and has a, has a songwriting friend. They're lovely company, those two. 
um, back in the 90s. I remember going to a few events with them. Super, super fun. Just mm. super fun. And then what's been nice is um, in later years, they've kind of put it to bed. They were all babies. They were so famous. And um, Gary has talked about... Um, coming back and and it's and it's being it's nice the second time and actually i asked him when he was last in the uae probably not last but a few times ago in the uae i was able to chat to him and he said look it's sweeter the second time round." and getting robbie on board was also really nice as well so robbie did a few a few kind of turn-ups but jason orange has also left now so they're down to they're down to the brass tacks but they love the uae and they come and play here a lot and that's really lovely let me tell you about the song stand by where's my song notes gone um so i've chosen to play this one because of the day obviously it's v-day as Hass is calling it um this was the penultimate single released by them from their debut album which is called take that and party written by Gary, and um, on the 5th of October 1992, it peaked at number seven on the UK singles chart. It then went to the Netherlands, don't know why, um, and then it went sort of all around the world, but Gary Bowler, oh yeah, he wrote at the age of 15, not 16, um, and then he had all these other kind of... Um, this is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 5 p.m.